The Smith brothers are reunited in Detroit, and the Red Wings' postponed games have been rescheduled. You're locked on Red Wings, your daily podcast on the Detroit Red Wings. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to the Lockdown Red Wings podcast. I'm your host and master of cold opens, Brian Fisher. With me today, as always, is the other host here and master of clipping my failings and posting them on Twitter, Scotty <laughs> Bentley. Stop. Don't do that. <laughs> What's up, everybody? Uh, he's also do, host at Lockdown Tigers. And uh, we're free and available on all platforms. Thanks for making us your first listen every day. Every day. Every day. And Scotty. That's me. You had a quite the day today. I had a great day. You were on cloud nine. Fantastic, fantastic day. Um, my favorite player in the NHL is now, hopefully, teaming up with his older brother. And it's going to be awesome. And if they ever share a line, I don't even care if it's for 30, a 30-second 30 shift. I'm crying my eyes out. I'm a man. <laughs> I'll admit it. It's it's gonna be it's it's gonna be the most beautiful thing I've ever seen, and uh, he's a center. Like it's possible, we need some center depth. I don't know. I'm like I'm like I'm liking it. I'm liking it. I'm hoping. I'm I'm, I'm wishfully thinking. The Red Wings claimed Jamel Smith off of waivers from the Tampa Bay Lightning, and uh, the reason he was on waivers to begin with was because he had gotten hurt in training camp, and. They were putting him on waivers with hopes of him making it to the AHL to start his rehabilitation stint. Steve Eisman, loving to poach players from the Tampa Bay Lightning like he does, saw, hey, we have a Smith. Oh, hey, these guys are brothers. Why don't we, uh, why don't we make it double trouble here in Detroit? Right before get, we play the Stars, too. Right before we get saying. to play the Stars who drafted him. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Right Same. before we played the Stars, the Wings and like Larkin and the Stars, the Wings and Stars already got some beef. Uh, he was drafted by the Stars. I don't know. I'm 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 liking this situation of him being immediately inserted at four C. We are uh, we are living our best life right now down uh, there in the what? bottom bottom six. You know what, baby? We 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 ball. We ball. We always do. We always do. No, I mean it'd be fun. Like. It would be objectively fun. Everybody would have a good time with it. Um, there are some situations, you know, you'd have to iron out who would get the boot from the roster, who would get the boot from the starting lines, all that kind of stuff. But you know what? You don't, you don't need to cloud your head with negativity. Just just focus on the, the positives and the fact that in this current moment, it's possible. It is possible, and it would be absolutely amazing. It'd be a great story. Uh, I do think the fact that he's Giovanni's brother did play somewhat of a factor into picking him up, considering he's coming off of injury. I mean, mm -hmm. I do think that Iserman wouldn't have picked him up if he didn't think he had something to bring to the organization, either as at, it is at center the depth level. At the end of the day, yes, at the end of the day, it is center depth. Um, but I think it does help that he's Giovanni Smith's brother, and you hope he can bring a similar style of play. We just talked the other day. 
about how what Giovanni Smith's role on the team is long term, what he needs to do to stay a long term piece. And uh, one of the things you brought up, Scotty, was that he needed to have more production. Well, it turns out that the solution to Smith getting more production was just doubling the amount of Smith on the team. That's that. That's clever, Brian. That's 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 a that's a that's a good one. Thank you. I I, I seriously, I I liked it. I think you sent me that this morning too. Oh, don't don't tell people that. Never mind. This is the first time I'm hearing it, and it it, it hit me. It hit me. It's just it's a fantastic line and very creative. <laughs> and the fact that you thought about that honestly off the dome, just mid recording, <laughs> is wildly impressive. Thank you. Um, Thank you. But but no, I mean like. I don't know. Like, he can't hurt his development, right? Like, I'm not saying they're going to bring him in. And he's 27 and, at this point. He is what he is. Really. No, I, I meant more for Giovanni. But oh, yeah, Giovanni, like, yeah. It. I. I mean, you know, it can't. It can't hurt Giovanni's development. It might. It might not help as much as I want it to, but it can't hurt it. Like, it certainly can't stunt any development. Yeah, and let's be honest here. Um, what Jamel does bring to the 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 table is depth and that is probably what he's going to be served he's been a fringe nhl player his entire career he's only play, played a handful of games in the nhl i believe 88 games um i'm yeah, gonna like double- almost 40 of them were in one season so really yeah. outside of that one year it's been a lot of a lot of five to eight games played for yeah sure. 88 games with 24 points across his career um the most games he played was in dallas in 17 18 where he had a career high of 11 points um, he spent most of his time in the AHL where he's been actually a pretty productive player. I, I believe I read that he had like 200 points in 286 AHL games. He's going to be that fringe centered uh, forward depth player for the Red Wings that they can call up, maybe challenge that fourth liner, Joe Valeno, who we will talk about in our second, uh, second segment. But you also hope that playing with his brother could ignite a little bit in him as he tries to get healthy and get back to playing. And maybe he does find himself slotted in there in the fourth line, wanting to play with his brother. I mean, how great of a story is that, that we have both Smiths? And obviously the Detroit Red Wings fan base, ourselves included, would love to see Smith in a Red Wings unit, the other Smith, in a Red Wings uniform so that they can play together. And I think with Tampa, he wore number 46. Giovanni wears number 48. I mean, it's just like, it's just such a great story there. And while he's been a fringe NHL talent his entire career, um, you know, he th- this team is a, just the perfect kind of team to kind of reestablish yourself and reignite your career, as we've seen with several other players. Now, I'm not saying he's going to turn into a Robbie Fabry for us, but, you know, like I said, he could light a fire under those third and fourth line centers whose, you know, position on the roster is a little bit on shaky ground. Yeah, and... and- you know, while he's not like a you know 33, 34 year old veteran or anything, I mean he's what twenty seven. Like he's still young. He's, yeah, he he and, right. He's young, but he's also you know been around. Like there's a there's a little bit of experience there, while also not being um you know not being like toward the end of his career either. So it's it's a I I, I like the pickup because of the story is awesome. But if if you were to prototype like a a player that the wings would claim off waivers it would be a fringe nhl level center that's in his late 20s like that is that is what that would be at the top of of everyone's list as far as like the the like i said kind of the outline or the prototype for for who they would be interested in and in the mix for claiming so 
at the end of the day, the story's great, and and I'm gonna have a ton of fun with it. Oh, it's great storyline. But the you know as as strictly hockey too. I mean, it's 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 on par and and about what we would expect the wings a move that we would expect the wings to make as well. Yeah, and I I just think that what he brings to the table because he's almost too good to be in the AHL. If you look at his numbers, he's always just shy of a point per game in the last few years prior to the injury this year during training camp. He's always just a little bit too good for the AHL level, but not quite good enough to make it as an everyday in their NHL level. And I just think that is perfect for where this team is at. He's good yeah. enough to challenge the, those guys in the bottom uh, six, but he's also great, good enough to bring the Grand Rapids Griffins to the next level and help the development for the guys that are down there. So I Absolutely. think just – in the end, like heading another Smith is only going to benefit the Detroit Red Wings, no matter Why where he it? is. It's yeah. the Smiths, it's of the course, Smiths. of it's course, baby. So, if I'm going to have to figure out how to how to get my hands on his on his sweater now, because I already got Giovanni. You know what I mean? And it would be kind of it would be kind of a disappointment to everybody if I didn't get both. What size do you wear? Uh that's a I. Probably a, in a hockey sweater, probably still an, just like an XL. Okay. It's either it's, an XL or a 2XL for sure. 2XL. I think, what, I think in a hockey off? sweater, I think in a hockey sweater, I'm probably, I could probably still pull off an XL. Cause though, I mean, though, you know, you're, you're swimming in those things. Mm-hmm. So like, oh, I could probably do that. I All think right. I, I might be able to make this happen for you. All right. All right. Beauty. Because I mean, like that'd be you know walking up with 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 both Smith sweaters. I mean that that'd be kind of hard. BetOnline would like to wish you a happy new betting year as we continue our march to the playoffs what and a beyond. BetOnline hard transition. <laughs> uh, BetOnline remains the number one spot for all the best sports wagering action for 2022. New new year and new updated desktop and mobile website to sign up today and receive 50 percent welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code Lockdown to get started. From football, basketball, hockey, boxing, and UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Do not wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers for 2022. Betonline is the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports. Betonline. Betonline. Where the game starts. Scotty, we were talking about how Jamel Smith, his role could be that he is on the asses of the guys who are third and fourth line center. He is a center. Do we have anyone on the team with the last name that starts with an A? Because then we could literally make the ass line. Oh, you're right. Oh, man. I hope there's not because I'm not thinking of any off the top of my head. I don't think there is. We'll re-sign Abby out of retirement. I'm good. I don't need it that bad. (laughs) Okay. Okay. So we don't. Yeah, I I don't think we have an A. We, we got to put Cider out there with him, though, because he leads the league in ass. That's true. He does lead the league in ass. Was it ass or rookie ass? It was ass. Ooh, I actually don't remember. The graphic should be easy to find, but it was the, it might have been rookie ass. <laughs> Regardless, he'd have to be out there with him. We have but already there's no become... way. So the, the dream is shot. The dream is shot. Anyway, as you were saying. We've already become derailed. Um, yes. One of the players whose ass he could be on the tail of is that don't take that out of context wow. uh, is Joe Valeno and Joe Valeno is a guy early in the season. We were campaigning to get him on the roster because he was too good for the AHL level, but now he's played 
24, 25 games here at the NHL level after the injuries to Mitchell Stevens um, and Jacob Vrana still not back from injury have kind of forced him into the NHL le- uh, lineup. In those 24 games played, he's played pretty much um, solely fourth-line minutes. He's only got seven points in those 24 games played. And uh, for a guy who is playing as well as he was at the AHL level, it's a little bit disappointing to see him underperforming as he has on the fourth line at the NHL level. Yeah, I, I mean, it is. Um, there have, you know, he, he's he's mostly been fourth line. You know, he's not getting a ton of minutes, I guess. And uh, we're not exactly surrounding him with, with a ton of goal scorers. Uh, but that being said, I, I mean, what did you say? Four and 20, four and 24. Yeah. Four and 24. Yep. Yeah. That, I mean, that's rough, man. No matter, no matter what, what way you slice it, that's a, that's a rough go at it so far. Um, so I, I, I mean, if that, uh, it's an interesting debate, right? Cause then, then you're basically, would you rather play the, more veteran player that I mean, we can be honest with ourselves, isn't going to be a high production level player either. Um, but might have a little bit more production than four points in 24 games, you know, a slight upgrade in production for a veteran player, or would you rather uh, a guy that most fans and and the organization we think view as a as a decently rated prospect continue to get minutes in there and try to get him to figure it out um i don't know that that that, that's a debate for sure i i I think he kind of proved he's too good for the a but at the end of the day if you're if you're not producing in the nhl (laughs) you got to go somewhere yeah, it's it's a tough thing because Joe Valeno is still very young. He's only 22, I believe, and he was a first-round pick, 30th overall. He fell in his draft class, and right. he showed a lot of promise. And then he gets up to the NHL level this year and just hasn't done anything. And I know, again, he's not getting a lot of ice time. And, you know, his line mates probably aren't the best. But for right. a guy who was as highly touted as he was and taking it in the first round, hey, another Ken Holland draft pick, by the way, just uh, further that debate from yesterday. Um, Is that good or bad? I, I It's still out. out for, uh, <laughs> we may never know. Philip Zadina. We may never know. Philip Zadina. Uh, we may never know. But it's a little disheartening to see that a guy taken as high as he was in the draft is struggling so much on the fourth line. You'd think with all the talent he has – even on the like on the fourth line, especially, he would be able to showcase his stuff. And I know, again, his line mates have a lot to do with it. But if you're going to make it at the NHL level, you got to do the best you can with the minutes that you're given. And he's averaging 12 minutes a night, which isn't no- nothing. That's fair. I, it's not great. It's not 15 plus, 20 plus, like second and first liners get. But he is getting 12 points, uh, 12 minutes a night on average, and he's just four points in 25 games, he's got to do better, which is why, guys, you bring in a guy like uh, Jamel Smith from Tampa Bay off waivers right as he's getting healthy because you still have Carter Rowney out to injuries. Somebody who could probably maybe do a better job than Joe Valeno is currently doing at the NHL level and maybe help propel. Maybe the reason Joe Valeno isn't getting better is because he doesn't feel threatened anymore. You know what I mean? Kind of like that 
starter starter and backup goaltender situ, uh, situation mentality that these uh, players sometimes get where you sometimes bring a backup in to be the heat against the starting goaltender to play or, yeah. better. Light a fire a little bit for yes. sure. Um, I don't I mean, maybe. I don't know. Like, he – I have a hard time believing that too many, like, young players right when they crack into the NHL can get complacent that quickly. But, again, it it's certainly – the theme of all of this with with claiming Smith is is it can't hurt, you know what I mean? Like, like we can we can talk about the you know we can debate the potential upside and and if it really will will matter at the end of the day, but it's certainly not going to be a detriment and it's not going to hurt anything at, at a minimum. So, uh, I, I don't know. I I really don't know. I I guess I kind of go back and forth on it, but maybe it's also I, I don't know. I it's mean, also, like maybe maybe you 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 bump somebody else off the roster and then keep both of them, but healthy one of them, and they can kind of do like a you know every other game or situationally based and and do it that way. But I don't for a young player, I don't know if if you know maybe you just want him to play every night. I don't know. It's weird. It's really a weird situation, and I don't want to hit the panic button on Joe Valeno quite yet because he's it, oh, it is no, his it sure. is his rookie season. Like he's only played twenty four games in this, this this game or in the season so far, so it's still so early to tell. But it's also weird that a guy in his rookie season, with taken as highly as he has, is only playing fourth line minutes, and that seems like a questionable thing for a guy you're trying to build up and build the confidence at. So like, I'm not going to try and solely place the blame on Valeno himself. You know, why hasn't he been given better opportunities? Maybe he was. Maybe we were wrong earlier in the season thinking he was NHL ready. Maybe there was a reason why uh, Steve Eisman signed Carter Rowney and kept Mitchell Stevens around um, because he felt Joe Valeno wasn't ready for the NHL level. And now with those two guys out, he was kind of forced in a role he wasn't quite ready yet for. So it's just maybe, and I'm not trying to hit the panic button quite yet, but maybe it just isn't the right time yet. And maybe that's why, Jamel Smith was brought in is just as he's about to start his rookie camp or his, his campaign to get getting back on the ice coming out of his injury. Maybe that way he can, they can send Joe Valeno back down and continue to develop because Jamel Smith can't go through waiver or has to go through waivers to get sent down. So if he gets called up, that's the, that's, that's the sign that it's going to be Joe Valeno sent down. So maybe them picking up Jamel Smith off waivers at all, is a sign saying that Joe Valeno wasn't ready and they want to send him back down. Maybe Just speculate. Right. And and again, it it that's that's it's far from a bad thing. Like that doesn't mean really it's not the any, end of the line. Right. It it doesn't mean that they've given up on him or whatever long term. But you know, at the end of the day, if if you got a, a young kid like that 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 was pretty highly regarded coming up, would you rather him get ten to twelve of very very unproductive hockey every night or would you rather see him play you know 22 to 24 and and maybe get some confidence back up and work on some things and and get the productivity back up yeah and that's that's the debate we had earlier in the season regarding Joe Valeno too and we talked about how it didn't seem like he had much left to gain at the AHL level 
and that he needed to get minutes at the NHL level. And that was the exact same thing you said. It's like, would it be worth it for him to get fourth line minutes? And at this point, it's really not. It's not helping his development to sit there on the fourth line. Now, not after not after you went out and got a a, a fourth a four C or a fringe four C. Even no, no matter where you you rank him at, you know, going out and making the claim you did today. Yeah. Uh, it, it definitely gets a lot more uh, a lot more blurry and is definitely a much bigger conversation. Yeah, and regardless of the reasons and what is going to happen in the future, regardless of all the speculation we've been doing, things are going to get spicy in Detroit on that in those bottom two lines when all these players come back from injury. When Mitchell Stevens comes back from injury, when Carter Rowney comes off of injury, when Jacob Verana still exists. Maybe. Maybe he still exists. I don't really know. Things are going to get spicy around here. Um, The NHL, hard transition again. I'm on fire with these. The NHL announced today the schedule changes after the COVID pause from December. The Red Wings had one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight games change. So what is ending up happening, the Detroit at Philadelphia game that was supposed to happen yesterday or two days ago on the 18th got moved to February 9th um, Philadelphia at Detroit for on February 23rd got moved to February 12th Detroit at Minnesota on December 23rd got moved to February 14th Detroit at the Rangers got moved from December 27th to February 17th Colorado visiting the wings on the 20th got moved to February December 20th got moved to February 23rd uh, the Maple Leafs game at Detroit got moved from April 26th to February 26th. The Islanders game on December 29th got moved to March 24th. And the Detroit game in Toronto that was supposed to originally be on February 26th got moved to April 26th. So those two just swapped dates. Oh, that's the whole thing. Were you mocking All right, my I got it memorized waiting? now. I know the yeah, whole schedule. Sure. <laughs> yes. Oh, I'm out of breath. Um, so that's really just cleaning up. The schedule changes because there was a lot. Basically, everything that we thought would happen happened uh, regarding that they just moved a lot of games into when the Olympic break was going to happen. But what ends up happening is there are two doubleheaders. And yes, Scotty, two doubleheaders at Little Caesars Arena. One is significantly less worse than the other. On February 12th, Duel in the D is taking place at night. So the Wings are playing Philadelphia at noon. And then on February 26th, the Pistons play at noon and the Wings play at 7.30. February 26th one is the much, much worse one because they're going to have the court on top of the ice and then three hours later, supposed to have it ready for an NHL-level hockey game. And I've already heard rumors in the past about the ice quality at LCA with the Pistons also playing there with the way, I mean, they insulate it and they do their best. And I'm sure they, they've really... Mm-hmm honed it down, honed it in on how to keep it nice and, you know, hard, but not too hard, but not too soft either. You know, that perfect middle, the Goldilocks zone of ice quality. Sure, the the Goldilocks. Yes. But these double headers at Little Caesars Arena, I don't think they're a good idea. And I know the reason they did it on on February 26th. They moved it to Detroit on February 26th was because the Maple Leafs play on Monday, so they couldn't do Sunday the day after the Pistons play. But also, why did they switch those games at all? They just switched the April 26th game with the February 26th game 
they switched the the home Maple Leafs game with the Wings Maple Leaf home game. So it wasn't a game that got postponed. It just it doesn't make sense to me because now the Wings are going to be playing on a worse ice and making all the employees at LCA have a tough time because of the I feel weather. like this is rooted. There's a little bit Sorry, of rooted, you know but I mean? I'm not, I'm not going to get into it. But it just it feels like you're really hampering the Wings ice uh, ice quality by doing this doubleheader. Yeah, I mean, it like it's not a situation anybody wants to be in, and and I don't know, man. Like they they gotta they gotta schedule thirty two schedules all within each other. I don't know the schedules deep enough to know if if that's the the if they really chose the easiest route for everything or not. The Philly situation was a disaster in itself and and they have had to reschedule almost their entire second half of their season. Um it's it's a complete bleep show and like I don't know. Nobody 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 wants nobody wants to deal with this anymore. And, no, and like it'd be much easier if we could just have a schedule and that's what it is, but it's not and um I don't know, man. Like I, I like I said, I don't, I don't know the the ins and outs of our schedules and our all, all of our opponents' schedules and stuff. It's a lot to keep to, track of, to, right? To to know if if this if what they chose is actually the easiest route or not. But um, the doubleheader stuff, I've just never thought what was a good idea. And if you can avoid it, I, I would try to at all costs for not only the the sake of of the the hardworking employees at Little Caesars <laughs> Arena, but also just for, I mean, I don't, I don't know. That just that just seems like it it would suck for like everyone. Like I don't I don't know. That that just doesn't seem like a like a very enjoyable process. A very enjoyable twenty four hours. Um, yeah, but for yeah. too many people, I'm not going to get into that whole thing. Um, the one thing I will say is just I don't understand. You're sacrificing ice quality. Because of why? Because that February 26th game is just getting swapped with the April 26th game. It wasn't a game that was postponed. The rest of them I get. The rest of the games getting moved I get because it was all COVID postponements. But why did the Toronto game suddenly get moved to Detroit and vice versa? Was it because the Canadian government wasn't allowed fans in the building so they wanted to move it to a later date post-surge to hopefully have fans in the building? Because that's the only conclusion I can come to. So they shuffle around the schedule just so the Maple Leafs can make a little bit more money off fans. I mean, I get it. I mean, that's on brand for all these leagues, right? I know. <laughs> it's on brand for the league, but it just is like, it feels unnecessary, but I'll leave If mine. it feels unnecessary, then that means the NHL is going to do it. Yes. I, I get the rest of the changes. That That's just that one doubleheader on the February 26th. I was scratching my head about the the GL uh, the the Great Lakes Invitational taking place or duel in the D I'm sorry the duel in the D happening on the 12th hey it's going to be ice hockey either way so I mean ice is going to be fine overall I'm not really too worried about that just that one I'm like you're sacrificing so much ice quality doing it that way but yeah do you do you you do you, you. do you baby you do you no I mean yeah what uh, what are you gonna do we ball that's all we're gonna do we still ball we're gonna ball um. I want to thank you guys for making Lockdown Red Wings your first listen every day. Now make Lockdown Bets your second listen with expert insight and analysis. Uh, from your boy Q and Lee Sterling, they are free and available on all platforms. Scotty, any final thoughts? 
Weeball. Weeball. We'll be back with a new episode for you guys tomorrow. A game preview. It's been a while since we've been able to do one of those. Same time. Same place. See your team. Every day. Every day.